Well, good morning, East Tennessee. Another beautiful, beautiful, sunshiny morning out there today. If you are just getting up and tuning in this morning, man, grab you a cup of coffee or tea or whatever whatever suits your fancy. Man, that today is definitely a front porch kind of day or back porch, whatever porch you like. Uh, you know what? It's going to be nice today. It's going to be hot, but uh, humidity is going to be a little lower today. I think we got a high of about 86 today. So uh, get out, find something to do. There's plenty happening around town today, as always. Uh, I am Scott Brokamp, your host of Around the House, owner and founder of His Security and Technology. And, uh, well, my almost 30 years dealing with new construction in the housing industry, well, we will talk about just about anything on this show. If you have noticed, and I don't know about around your house, but around my house, man, just about anything goes. Uh, If you're looking for something to do, don't forget our base Vols are playing in Omaha tonight in the College World Series against LSU. First pitch is set for 7 p.m. Game is on ESPN, and you can listen to John Wilkerson's play-by-play on our sister station, WNML, the Sports Animal. Maybe you dads want to, well, take your kids to the zoo this weekend. Zoo Knoxville has 22 animatronic dinosaurs scattered among the exhibits, telling a story that's millions of years in the making. Or if you want a good scare, Iams Nature Center is showing a double feature tonight under the stars, the Blair Witch Project and the craft headlined Terror in the Woods. Gates open at 7 and the movie started sundown. Hope your kids are a little older if you're going to that one. Uh... Also, I just want to uh, share with you, it's not this weekend, but it is coming at the end of July. It is Camp Kiki. Kiki Malloy is hosting her very first annual uh, softball camp. It's going to be held at CAK. You can get more information at the ladyvolboostherclub.com. That's ladyvolboostherclub.com. If you would like to know more about what's going on around town this weekend, Visit Knoxville.com. That's visit Knoxville.com to get all the latest of happenings around town. Well, if you've been listening this month, you'll know we are celebrating Home Ownership Month. June is National Home Ownership Month. It's a celebration of one of the most important steps in living the American dream, and that's owning your own home. For the entire month of June, around the house is focusing on the journey of the buying and moving into your new home. Here to help us understand the complex process of real estate transactions, we have two wonderful ladies here joining us this morning. We have Jeannie Davis, and she is with Independence Title. And we also have Joni Wilson, who is from Conveyance Title. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. How are you? Very well. well thank you. All right. So we're just going to go ahead and cover this right off the bat. So we were... There was one title company that y'all worked together at. Now there's two title companies. So break that down a little bit for us so nobody gets confused like me because I'm old and get confused easy. Yes, Independence Title um, has actually been in business 20 years this year. Um, And a little over a year ago, the owner of Independence Title actually started a second title company called Conveyance Title. Um, and in May, we've actually celebrated our one-year anniversary for Conveyance Title. So we're sister companies, uh, two different names, one great team. There you go. See, just two ways to be able to help serve 
our clients' needs, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's pretty awesome. Well, if you've been listening um, throughout the month, so we started out, we had our realtor, which is where everybody agrees we should start with a great realtor. We had our mortgage uh, person. And last week, we were talking with a home builder who could help us in the new home build process. Um, And then we were also speaking with our home inspector. So as we move through the process, we are to the title process. And, well, I'm just going to tell you, I've bought a few homes, and the title process has always just been weird to me. I like, I never really understood it all. Okay. So I'm glad y'all are here because I'm sure there's people like me that, I mean, I get it. I get parts of it, but you guys do so much that I don't get it. So with that, where do I start? I'm buying a home. Where do I start? I've got a realtor. We're in this process. And apparently you guys end up getting a lot of paperwork. Yes. Well, I disagree a little bit with your process. Um, (laughs) I am actually under the impression that everyone should start by finding out how much home they can afford first. Yes. And so you want to start with a good lender. And a lot of people don't realize that different lenders have different loan products, depending on Mm -hmm. if you're a first time home buyer and how much money you have to put down and where you're looking to buy. So you definitely want to start with your lender first, get an idea of how much home you can actually afford. And at that point, then... Um, once you have a pre-qualification letter, now we move on to the next steps. Absolutely. So, uh, when we did, we covered that. So it was kind of funny because, you know, the realtor and the mortgage lender were both kind of like, well, Mm -hmm. you know, we work so close hand in hand together. So great, great point. Thank you for bringing that up because you are right. The very first thing is you need to understand what you can afford Mm -hmm. because until then, until you have that pre-qualification letter in hand well i'm just going to say it the only way i know how you're kind of just wasting everybody's time yes so and in today's market there's no room for that there just isn't no No, there's not okay (laughs) so i'm pre-qualified i know how much i can get we've found a home we've made our offer what are we doing next so next you will want to find a real estate agent um that is for you so A lot of people don't realize that there are agents that have their areas of expertise. Mm, So if there is an area, um, a a certain school district um, there, if you want to live in a homeowners association, if you don't, things like that, there are realtors that specialize in different things. So you can actually search that or find a realtor that that has that specific, um, like I said, expertise and um, you find the realtor and you will set an appointment to meet with them sure. and then you can start looking for homes. Right. And identifying those key aspects that you're looking for in your home. Do you want white countertops? Do you not? <laughs> and identifying the things that can be easily changed, right? I mean, that's that's an important piece of this. Um, so it, at, we have gotten to that process and and let's say we've we've made the offer our offer has been accepted and and we're moving to closing so you guys are i mean that's kind of like that's it's a big part that's it right i mean that's kind of like your one of your biggest that's your gig so where do we move from there what what happens how does that transpire how do you get involved here yeah so the realtor will tech 
uh, typically send the contract over to us with all the contact information. And um, once that's received, we kind of take it from there. And we'll handle, of course, the process and all the way through closing and and afterwards. Um, So, but sometimes there is a disagreement on who's going, which title company is going to handle Mm. the closing. Um, And then we have kind of different um, situations that we run into if we're handling buyers and sellers, or if we have an alternative closing um, that we consider to be a split closing. So who, who gets to choose the title company in this transaction? So you as the client always get to choose the title company. So whether you're the buyer or the seller, you get to choose and not everyone understands that. Um, some think that if one party goes to a certain title company that you automatically have to follow. And that is not the case. If there is a certain title company you want to close with, Mm -hmm. you can elect to close with that title company always. And not all title companies will do split closings, but we do. Um, So it's important for, for parties to know that. You know what? I think you have left us a great segue to come into our next segment because I want to unpack that a little bit because you're right. There is, that can be a, a, a tricky conversation. I know because I've dealt with it and, and being in the, in, <clears throat> excuse me, being in the industry, um, we see it a lot. I mean, look, there is, there's a lot of amazing people that work and do what you guys do. Um, and, you know, we see it all the time, and I'm sure you guys see it all the time as well. So, well, I want to unpack that when we come back. I want uh, it let you guys kind of explain that process so that our listeners know what their rights are and kind of how that should look like and, and what's available to them. So, stay tuned with us. Come back with us right here on Around the House on News Talk 987 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. I'm Scott Brokamp, your host this morning for Around the House. And we have in studio with us, we have Jeannie Davis from Independence Title. And we also have Joni Wilson from Conveyance Title. So if you were listening in the first segment, we, we kind of talked about how it was, uh, they worked together and now the... Um, Independence has is, is opened a, another title company, Conveyance, and Joni is running that office. And so that's where we uh, get two title companies for one. So thank you, ladies, this morning for joining us. We certainly appreciate it. So right before break, we were talking about the choice. Who gets to choose what title company? And um, Jeannie, you led to, to it that, you know, it. The, either the buyer or the seller, it's it, you have the choice for your side of that transaction what title company to use. So help me understand that a little bit because I know that that gets confusing. We've all been a part of transactions that this has kind of been a sore point. So as I said, the client always gets to choose what title company they want to use. Um, clients don't always understand that if one party closes at a specific title company, um, that they do not have to close with them. They have their choice, so they should always choose who they want to go with. Um, we always try to build the relationship uh, with with each and every client that we have um, and do a great job so that they want to come back and close with us again. 
So if they have another transaction and they buy or sell a home and the other party goes to another title company, they can still close with us. Right. Well, and, and we've been talking, well, quite frankly, all month about how buying a home is a very emotional process. Yep. And, you, you know, there is what you guys do is very important, uh, not just for the primary transaction, but for the future of that homeowner as well in that home. So, I mean, I know like me, there's, there's people that I have done business with. I have a great relationship with, and I trust. And if, if I'm closing on a home, I know who I want to do what pieces. And, and so it's important for our listeners and everybody to understand that you do have that choice. And quite frankly, I mean, in your ladies line of work in, in the title business, you've got to be able to be flexible and work with other title companies because people need to have the ability to make good decisions for themselves and not kind of feel like they're stuck into making a decision that they're not happy with, especially in an emotional process like buying a home. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So um, thank you for helping clear that up. So just remember, you have the choice. You can choose the, the title company of your choice for your portion of your transaction. Uh, and that's, again, very important information to know because I know that it not everybody understands that properly. So we're going to move on. Now that uh, you guys, you have received the contract, you have the paperwork, we go into this thing called a title search. What is that? So... We are looking for several different things on a title search. Um, we are making sure that there is clear title, which we'll go into a little bit later. Um, we are making sure that the people that are on the contract are still the current owners of the property. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking to see that the deed hasn't changed hands without being recorded. There are no judgments uh, that we need to clear, no unreleased um deeds of trust, liens, things like that. You know, it, it blows me away that still some of the stuff you think is common sense, right? Like the deed has changed hands and it's not been recorded. And unfortunately, I know that that happens a lot more than you would think, right? I mean, I'm, I'm like, it really does. How, how does this happen? But anyway, I, I, I told you, I, I take, I, I did get in these rabbit holes, right? I, I kind of, chase a little few squirrels here and there we like rabbit holes all right well there you go so uh so as you're looking through all these Joni, tell us so what is it where do you go to be able to search all this stuff how do you find how do you i mean you're like an investigator you're you're digging through the rock pile to to find out anything that goes on now we actually have an attorney who does a 30-year search on the property at the register of deeds of the county that the the property is in. Uh, and then once they're done with that search, they will send us all the recorded documents for the last 30 years on that property um, that are relevant. And along with a kind of a, um, a summary of all of those documents. And then uh, a title agent, an experienced title agent will take that report put all that information into uh, into the system and generate what is called a commitment to insure. And this commitment is 
the most important document that we deal with in our office. And this tells us if there are any judgments on the property, um, what are the property taxes? Uh, when are they due? Are they delinquent? Mm-hmm. Um, are there any deeds of trust that are currently open on the property uh, that need to be paid and released throughout the process of the closing? Um, so it is a, an incredibly important document, and it tells us exactly what we need to do so that our underwriter, which is Fidelity National, can insure this property for the buyer. So when you say insure the property, mm-hmm. so I, I know most people are probably thinking, you know, like homeowner's insurance, but mm-hmm. it's not really what we're talking about, is it? No, it's actually completely different than what your idea of insurance would be. Most people think of homeowner insurance, car insurance, life insurance, and those are all insurances that kind of take into account future happenings. Mm-hmm. Title insurance goes backwards. So if there was anything that happened on the property that could not be discovered of record. So if someone fraudulently signed a document, if someone passed away who was on title and had an heir that was not disclosed, maybe the black sheep of the family that people didn't like, (laughs) um, something like that, uh, you know, a homeowner association that wasn't, you know, that did not have um, documents recorded, but they're collecting dues for this property. Any of those things that we can't go and actually see recorded, um, that that is what a title insurance policy takes into account. Interesting. Backwards insurance. Backwards insurance. It's a good way to look at it. So, <laughs> it so in the event that something does occur, let's just say that, okay, there was a HOA that was collecting money that was not found. Mm-hmm. So what happens at that point? We have different... We have two different policies. We have a standard policy and an enhanced policy, which is for a homeowner. Standard policies, um, you know, people who are purchasing investment properties, commercial properties, anything like that can purchase a standard policy. Um, But these policies cover the owner from monetary loss if there are any title issues that are discovered. Gotcha. if you, if you do come across a title issue in the future that happened in the past, um, you would submit a claim to Fidelity National uh, and they would take care of um, doing research for that, uh, attorney fees, legal representation, so that you are not losing money to handle this, this claim. See, you know, I knew this. I told you when we started, right? What you guys do is way more than what people really think. Yes. And really understand. And it's just, I don't know, it's boggling to me. So now that we have backwards insurance, that's good. <laughs> I, I need a lot of that in my life. Yeah. Can I get that for other areas, by the way? I know, right. Because I'm going to cash in. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, so, all right. So you go through you go through the search. Everything's good. And we have a, a, a clean title. Well, what's a clean title mean? In, in your guys's... In your world, what's a clean title mean? How's that? So a clean or clear title um, means there are no liens on the property. There are no judgments filed in the the buyer's or the seller's name. Um, There are no encroachments. Um, It means that the borrower can take title free and clear uh, with a clean owner's title policy. Okay, awesome. And then your backwards insurance covers you in case... Something weird pops up in in the future. Exactly. So you go back backwards to go forwards. I got it. 
I'm just kidding. Uh, well, and it is, though. I mean, it's very important because, I, I mean, I've heard crazy stories, and I know that you guys have crazy stories, and 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 I definitely want to hear about some of them, by the way. <laughs> but, you know, you, you just, I mean, you never know, right? Things happen, and we didn't always keep records. And we have we have homes that are hundreds of years old. Mm-hmm. And when you sell a home that's that, that old, we didn't always have records of everything. That's right. You don't it used always to be know. a handshake. Yep. It did. It used to be, you know? I mean, a little little hawker and spit and handshake, <laughs> and there you got a deal. Or deeds that weren't recorded. Yes. Pieces of paper. Yes. And uh, we have people, you know, buyers all the time, like, oh, this is a new construction why would I need an owner's title insurance policy? But that land that new mm-hmm. home is sitting on has had a title mm. dating back for years and years. And that might not always be clear just because it's a brand new home doesn't mean the title is clear. I mean, that's right. You know, because it, and again, and, and, and we see it right. There's um, masses of land that used to be farmed that were generations old that no longer are farmed and and whatever generation has possession of it says, you know what? I don't want this land. I don't want to farm it. I don't want anything. I just want to sell it. And then and then they sell it or maybe they subdivide it. And and there's all these things that can occur. So like you said, it's not just about the house. It's about the entire piece of property, about the the land. And goodness gracious, what was it? We just heard a story recently about somewhere they they found artifacts in in i think it was in maryville i don't remember the whole story but uh i don't know it was like it had an antique show and then they come to find out there was uh it's now turned into an archaeological dig and uh-huh. it's crazy right i mean because <laughs> yeah. you just don't know so anyway sorry there goes that rabbit hole all right <laughs> no, listen no. we are going to take a short break if you've got questions or comments or concerns Feel free to give us a call, shoot us a text, 865-656-8255. We'll be right back here on Around the House on News Talk WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. Man. I'm just going to tell you, the sun shining in that window in the studio this morning, it just, can we go outside, Riley? Can we make this happen outside? I'm sure we can. I mean, without going with the whole remote route, you know, just drop a cord out the window. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I know better than that. So, titles, title insurance title companies all of the well fine details that happen in that transaction when you buy or sell a house we have some professionals in the house with us this morning we have Jeannie davis who is with independence title and we have Joni wilson who is with conveyance title uh these ladies if you want to get a hold of them the easiest way is just visit their websites uh, for independence title, you can go to indytitle.net. That's I-N-D-Y title.net. Or you can find Joni at conveyancetitle.com. That's conveyancetitle.com. Um, welcome. 
Thank you. Glad y'all are here this morning. Because <laughs> I know that, uh, I mean, you guys get you guys get the crazy stuff in, in these transactions, really. I mean, everybody talks about the realtors and the home inspectors and, and the negotiations of the fix this, don't fix that, and all that crazy. But you guys really get, you get the crazy of, of all of it. Because you guys do the investigative work and find the weird stuff. Yes. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and then we have to figure out how to explain that to people. Yes. <laughs> So speaking of weird stuff, I know y'all have some stories. And so when they come up, just blur them out. We'd love to hear them. So, but when we have issues, we have things that need to be cleared. What do we do? How does, what's that process look like? I'm sure it depends on what the issue is, but what are some of the, what are some of the top five issues that occur regularly and what needs to be done to clear those up? Oh, number one, unreleased deed of trust. Yes, definitely. So that always takes a little bit longer. So if there is an unreleased deed of trust um, or lien that, that we need <clears throat> to obtain, then we will work on requesting that right away. Sometimes that can take a couple of weeks to come in, and we don't want the closing to be delayed because we don't have that back. So we will work on requesting that right away. Okay, so so Title 101 for dummies, what is, what is deed, the release of deed of trust? Yeah, so whenever you take out a loan on a property, uh, that lender will have a deed of trust recorded at the Register of Deeds. That gives the lender the authority to foreclose on the property mm. if you don't pay back the money that you have borrowed from them. And so whenever you do pay off that mortgage, the lender is supposed to have recorded at the Register of Deeds a release for that mm. deed of trust. Mm. And sometimes we get you know our title search back and our current owners had refinance, they paid off a deed of trust and that last transaction, but there's no release recorded. So we'll request, we'll go ahead and request that. Sometimes though, there are owners two or three back in the chain of title and there's still an unreleased deed of trust. And oh that's a little trickier. Uh, so we go ahead and try to request from that lender. Sometimes that lender is no longer in business. Sometimes we have to just track people down that own the property 20 years ago. It just really just depends on what the document is. You you guys are the the true CSI <laughs> in in this real estate transaction. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys, you really are. You I mean, you're the ones that have to define and fix, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, say what needs to be fixed. How's we call, that? We call it super sleuthing. Super <laughs> sleuthing. <Ooh. laughs> I I feel a new show coming on, Riley. <laughs> super sleuthing. Uh <laughs> sorry there we go all right so so we found a problem and and so now we know what needs to be fixed and so i'm i'm assuming most of that stuff you guys are doing the heavy lifting on to get whatever documents need to be received to clear this up is that right yes yes okay that's good because i don't think anybody else would have a clue on super sleuthing <laughs> on how to get in there and do that so and this is where the title insurance comes in, though, right? Yes. So if something got missed or something slipped through the cracks and we didn't have super sluice like y'all in the house doing our title search, so now our title insurance would, would come into play. Mm-hmm. Do, does that happen frequently? Yes. Uh, whenever there is a title issue that we see back on the title report, our very first question does the current owner have an owner's title insurance policy? A lot of times, uh, I'm trying to think of a situation, uh, old estates 
you know, someone who died 40 years ago, mm-hmm. something like that, had a bunch of kids. Our very first question is going to be, do you have an owner's title insurance policy? A lot of times we can go ahead and move on with an owner's title, title insurance policy that did not take any exception to that estate issue in the past. So, I, I, and I can, you know, I'm, I'm seeing this in my head finally. Sorry, I'm a little cloudy. I'm old. So, uh, so you know, somebody passes away. They will the property to whoever in the will, mm-hmm. and and they take possession of that property. And, well, you know, I mean, it was Grandpa's farm. So I, I just take possession and don't do any of the paperwork mm-hmm. until, you know, somebody finds it in a transaction in a title search. Does that, does that sound fairly accurate? Does this happen? That does happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, that does happen. And, well, when someone passes away, their heirs automatically inherit property. Mm-hmm. There's not always a deed of record, but whenever that person goes to sell, we do have to track down, um, you know, see if a probate was filed, um, if they had a will, if they did not have a will, disclose all the heirs, get affidavit signed. Um, and if that happened back in the chain of title and you did, you're the seller and you did not purchase an owner's title insurance policy, all those affidavits we have to record, all of that, those charges are going to be mm. on your side of the settlement statement because it's your responsibility to provide that marketable title for the buyer. That sounds expensive. It can be. It can be. Just sounds expensive. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So you guys have super sleuthed. We have a we're we've we've got a clear title we're we're ready to go so what do i need to know to be prepared for closing day so the first thing you will receive once your settlement agent title agent me or joni um has balance with your lender or if it's a cash transaction um has your settlement statement prepared they will send you that settlement statement so you can review that and you will know if you're the buyer, the amount you need to bring to closing um, for your cash to close amount, or if you're the seller, um, what your proceeds amount will be. So what you will be getting mm-hmm. at the table uh, for your transaction. Um, and you also need have you need to have all of your questions answered as well by the time you get to the closing table. Mm. So... It is our job to make sure that when you sit down at that closing table, all of your questions are answered, that you are completely comfortable, um, Mm -hmm. that we have went over everything with you, and that you understand everything. There are a lot of first-time homebuyers that are purchasing homes right now. There are a lot of people selling homes that don't understand the process, Mm -hmm. and it's our job to explain everything to them. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've worked with people, especially, especially recently, that have um, when I've explained things to them, have almost been shocked because they've worked with somebody previously and said, you know, that they weren't explained anything or they mm. weren't communicated to. Right. And so it's it's our job to make them feel comfortable when they sit down at that closing table. And mm-hmm. and, and when, when I'm telling you, when you come up with that stack of paper, that makes anybody nervous. I'm <laughs> just going to tell you. I mean, because nobody's, you know, nobody's read through it all, right? You know what I mean? I mean... Let's face it, we're in a world today that when you go sign up for whatever it is, you just click that box, yes, I agree, and, and nobody reads any of it, you know? And, and and 
you guys, you deal with, well, kind of the fallout when nobody reads it. Yes. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's worse than others. <laughs> well, I can imagine that. I can imagine that. So when I come in to sign my documents, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my closing. What, what do I need to know? What, what should I be, pre- be prepared for other than, you know, make sure I've done some wrist exercises so I can get all them <laughs> signatures done. Yes. And during closing, if you have a loan package, we allow you time to stretch. Um, you know, if you need to take a break, <laughs> things like that. Uh, That's good to know. <laughs> no, it's, it's really not that bad. If you are paying cash for a property, you would expect to spend 20 minutes with us. Go through the documents. Um, if you have a loan, of course, you're going to spend more like 45 minutes or an hour with us. Um, if this is your first time buying a home, we really will go through every document, make sure you understand, mm-hmm. um, you know, how payments are applied to your loan. What is escrow? You know, uh, that kind of thing. And we do call it cash to close. Um, and in the past, we have had people show up with cash. Do not bring cash to closing. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have certified funds, so wires, cashiers, checks, um, no personal checks, things like that. And not everybody knows that. Mm, that yeah. that is something that uh, that you know that you should know before coming to closing. And especially, we've had a lot of people who are coming from out of state, mm-hmm. and they're purchasing here, and they're not aware that hey, contact your bank before you leave the state that you're currently living in. See how that cash to close is going to work. Um, we don't want you coming to closing and the bank can't get you money for another week. Right. Yeah. Just a lot of, you know, just situations. Every single transaction is a little different. So we tailor the experience to the client. Yeah. And, and I and that, I mean, it is. I mean, every every single one is, is going to be different. And it's just like, I mean, I've bought several houses, but every house I bought has been different. Mm-hmm. And and the emotional attachment in the process has been different. And, you know, and you, you guys, you're, you're, I mean, you're right there. You're, you're the finish line, you know? And so those emotions are either they're running high, whether they're on the good side or the bad side. And, um, and I know that you, you guys have to, well, sometimes be the, be the referee or counselors, but, uh, anyway, <laughs> <clears throat> That is very true. That's where the super sleuthing comes in. You know how to handle it. Oh, Lord. Well, we are going to take a short break. We're going to come back, and we're going to wrap up our our closing. And we are, well, going to be presented with keys or the keyless access code or whatever it is to get you into that new house that you just bought. Come right back with us here on Around the House, News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Loan closing. Welcome back to Around the House. And I just want to say congratulations. It's closing day. We're going to the closing table. <laughs> Woohoo! Our super our super sluice have got our uh, title all ready to go. We're clear. We're ready. Uh, we've got Jeannie Davis from Independence Title and Joni Wilson from conveyance title. So um, both of these ladies have worked together for years. In fact, I'm just going to tell you they're a hoot right now. Just, <laughs> I, I have really enjoyed this morning. Um, but uh, anything title, they can definitely help you out. So when, when you're in need for your title company, just remember, 
Independence title, conveyance title, great options for you. So we're we're going to close. Before we close, we got one last thing. So there, cash closing and a loan closing, <clears throat> other than in about twenty minutes of paperwork. <laughs> I, I'm Ever. sure there's a lot of differences, but uh, but I'm sure there's a lot of similarities. What any big major pitfalls that we would need to look at between the differences of those two? The basic main thing is when a loan closing is when you work with a lender to obtain financing to purchase your home. A cash closing is when you have the funds to purchase without using a lender. Pretty simple. Pretty mm-hmm. simple. Saves you about 20 minutes of paperwork. At least. In about, yeah. in about, well, at least 15 years in payments. So there you go. <laughs> Lots of interest. <laughs> there you go, right? So good things to know. All right. So closing table, we're here. I, I learned that uh, the most popular thing to do now is apparently keep the parties separated during closing. Um, I'm old fashioned. I don't like it. I don't get it, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So I, I've come in, you guys have gone through all my documentations. I've signed all the papers. Now, what do I do? Well, we like to have all the parties together. I do too. I know during COVID, we had to keep everybody separate, mm-hmm. but now we've kind of started bringing everybody back together Good. and it's a lot of fun. And it I is. feel like at the end of the, the end of the signing, um, we should have like confetti and streamers like, yeah, you did it. Um, but t- sadly, we don't have that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, there now you have... You have great things to put in the, you know, the what we can do to improve box at, at the office. Yeah, yes. like a balloon drop. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. someone to clean yeah. all that mess up afterwards because yes. I am not <laughs> doing it. All right. Fine. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So how do I know that the, the property is has been put in my name and all that stuff after my closing is done? Because there's a lot of work that goes in afterwards. That, well, quite frankly, I'm just going to go enjoy my new home and kind of forget about. Yeah. So after buyers and sellers leave the closing table, title still has a lot of work to do. If it's a cash transaction, it's really simple. You know, we make sure all the money is correct. We record the warranty deed and go ahead and issue that title insurance policy, get you copies of everything. So that, that is a pretty simple process. If there's a loan involved, um, we typically have to request funding authorization from the lender, um, you know, make sure that all of their documents are accurate, how they're signed, how they like. Um, and then once we have authorization from this lender who's lending all this money so you can buy this property, uh, then we can go ahead, record that warranty deed very first, and then we'll record that deed of trust. Um, and then issue title insurance policy and get copies every of everything out to you. So immediately after closing though, everyone will get an email saying, congratulations, you are closed. And not long after that should be less than two weeks. Typically you will get your recorded warranty deed at your mailing address with your title insurance policy. Wow. I'm just going to say, it sounds like you guys, you guys kind of get the short end of the stick here. It sounds like you do a lot of work in this process. <laughs> we do. We really do. <laughs> I mean, look, everybody involved in this process is, has a lot of work to do, okay? I mean, anywhere from mortgage to the realtor to the, the, the home inspectors, I mean, all the way down the line. Mm-hmm. Because, again, as we have mentioned, and we will continue to mention, this is the second most emotional uh process or situation that you will encounter in your life that mm-hmm. and, and so uh buying a house is very emotional 
and and it should be because well let's face it that's your that's the american dream right owning a home sometimes it's the the biggest thing someone's ever going to do in their life it's incredibly important and that is not missed on us yeah i I mean it is i mean it is it's the largest purchase anybody will ever make Mm -hmm. um so it's very important well I thank you, ladies, very much for joining me this morning. Again, uh, Jeannie Davis with Independence Title, and you can find them at indytitle.net, I-N-D-Y title.net, and Joni Wilson with Conveyance Title, and you can find her at conveyancetitle.com. Thank you again very, very much for helping us through that process. And as we have added into around the house we are to well one of my favorite parts and that's the topic of the day so uh before we take a break we're going to talk about it because technically it's tomorrow but i want to take a moment to talk about father's day being a dad well it kind of changed during covid right a lot of people if they work they work from home um found themselves spending more time with their kids yay uh not everybody has the benefit it to kind of just spend the time that they want to. Um, but one of the things that really kind of exploded was, well, one of my favorites, dad jokes. I mean, who doesn't love a good dad joke, right? So, but but I just want to tell you, I, I just, I, I got to pause and, and really talk about the importance of Father's Day. Um, I'm sure many people like me, my, my relationship with my father wasn't always great. Um, but I am happy to say, uh, he just left. Actually, he was just here, uh, this week and he comes up from Florida every year as we play in the annual home builders, golf, uh, home homeowners, uh, homeowners. I can't even talk now. Home builders association golf tournament. This was our eighth year, I think participating and, uh, and he turns 80 this year. So, um, it's just it's so nice now when I get to spend time with my dad. It just is. Um, our, our relationship is is really quite amazing. And, and I just want you to know, um, I know a lot of folks who are listening this morning, they don't have that opportunity. Their their father has, has passed. And, well, you know, I just want you to know, if your father is still alive, is still living, take the time. Call him, text him whatever it is, because I'm just going to tell you, it took me a long time to learn how important it was to have that relationship with my dad. And I'm so glad that I finally pulled my head out of my rear end long enough to let bygones be bygones, let whatever the past was to be the past and and move on and have an awesome, loving relationship with my dad. So, um, Pops, I know you're not listening, but if you do pick this podcast up sometime, I love you, man. You're you're amazing, and I appreciate you. Um, so uh, that's my tribute to my dad. And uh, but I I would be remiss if I didn't leave without at least one dad joke. Okay. <laughs> when does a joke become a dad joke, Riley? When it becomes apparent. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. So listen, when we come back, we're going to finish talking about Father's Day. If you've got a great dad joke, we want to hear it. 
Give us a call. Give us a text. 865-656-8255. That's 865-656-8255. We will be right back with the best dad jokes in town here on Around the House on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Good morning and welcome back to Around the House. I hope you enjoyed our guest this morning, Joni Wilson from Conveyance Title and Jeannie Davis with Independence Title. As we were talking about making sure you're covered through the closing process of that new home. And uh, so thank you ladies for joining us this morning and, and enlightening us in well, kind of what you guys do is we figured it out that they're the super sluice in the real estate process. So uh, our topic of the day, even though it's not officially today, it's tomorrow, it's Father's Day. Um, that is our official topic of the day today. And before we left, as I mentioned, uh, I'm very grateful for my relationship with my dad. And um, uh, of course, we put out the call for dad jokes and I'm sure everybody has a good dad joke that they would want to share. So you can do that at 865-656-8255 call or text. Either way, we would love to hear from you. Um, so back to the dad jokes. I mean, let's just face it. I love a good dad joke. I just do. But one of the things I enjoy most is just being a dad. I've got two wonderful, amazing daughters that are very unique in their own ways. And uh, I'm just going to tell you, you know, you can, we see all these memes and shirts and everything else, but uh, I, I, I just, the best name that I've ever been called is dad. And, uh, Man, I love them girls. I love my girls to death, and I'm so proud of them, even just at the very young ages that they are. They are such amazing young ladies, and um, I, I can't think of anything else that I'd rather do than be a dad, just to say. I just can't think of anything better. Uh, so, with that being said, speaking of dads, I have a great dad visiting us right now. And uh, Mr. Chris Knight from William Knight Insurance. And speaking of William Knight Insurance, William is your dad. That's correct. He is. So um, your dad, he's a hoot. He's a hoot. I love seeing him down there at them softball games. Boy, I just warm warm my heart. Warm my heart. So, uh, all right. As we continue on with the celebration of Homeownership Month, um, Let's just uh, talk about a little bit about what's going on today, right? Um, hey, real quick before we go, Riley, I got a joke for you. What did the is buff- it better than the last one? It is not. It is not. No, it's not right. any better. What did the buffalo say when his boy went off to college? What did he say? Bye, son. See, I mean, come on. You, I mean, you can't beat a dad joke. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just telling you. 
Oh, I love it. Uh, I love it. Our softball team loves when we do our dad jokes, by the way. So, hey, why is Cinderella not a good softball player? She's only got one shoe. Because she always runs away from the ball. All right, there we go. Moving on, moving on. All right, listen, if you're looking for something to do today, uh, don't forget, 7 p.m. tonight, our baseballs are in Omaha in the College World Series. First pitch, 7 o'clock against LSU. Game will be on ESPN. And, of course, you can catch the call by John Wilkerson here on our sister station, WNML, the sports animal. If your dads want to take the kids to the zoo this weekend, Zoo Knoxville has 22 animatronic dinosaurs scattered among the exhibits, telling a story that's millions of years in the making. Or if you want a good score, good scare, IAM's Nature Center is showing a double feature tonight under the stars, The Blair Witch Project, and Terror in the Woods. Gates open at 7, and the movie starts at sundown. For more information on all the events happening around town today, Go to visitknoxville.com. That's visitknoxville.com. So as we continue our conversation for National Homeownership Month, with a look at protecting your home and financial investment, my next guest is, well, my insurance agent, Mr. Chris Knight from William Knight Insurance Agency. Chris, welcome. Well, thanks for having me, Scott. It's always a pleasure to come down to the 98.7 studio. I've been here a couple times when, when Dawn had her show. Yeah, it's always it's always fun to get up early and make the trek down and and uh, spend a little spend a little time. Here. Yes, sir. Well, hey, and at least it's it was a beautiful morning to come and make that trek. So, uh, you know, I, I I love that. Hey, so tell me a little bit about no, I know, but tell our listeners about William Knight Insurance Agency. Well, my father started the agency in 1977. I was in high school at that time, and. Uh, he had, he had already had a long career in insurance and he, and he decided an opportunity came along for him to start his own agency. So he did. And, and it just kind of steadily grew. I joined the agency in 2001. I had been in the uh, landscape and in, in lawn sprinkler business. And I woke up one spring morning and it was already hot and dry and <laughs> hadn't rained like, like it is right now. And uh, the ground was hard. And I said, there's gotta be a, there's gotta be a better way to make an easier way to make a living. <laughs> So I, uh, I walked in his office one day and I says, I think I want to join the, the insurance agency. And he said, well, son, go get your license and come back and see me. <laughs> so, uh, he had a, had a great operations manager. Her name was Peggy and Peggy, Peggy helped me get my license. And, and, uh, that was 21 years ago now or 22, I guess. And, uh, it's been a blast. It's been a blast. Yeah. Well, I, I can, I, I mean, I can, <laughs> I could just imagine the conversation with your dad, uh, you know, what little bit I know him, uh, I could, yeah, I could definitely see him. He, he, I, nothing is going to come easy just because you're in the family. Doesn't mean you're getting any special treatment. No. And my son's in the business now too. So, so that's kind of, it's kind of interesting, you know, to be a parent and have your children work for you. And it's tough. It is. It's, you know, to, to try to, to try to be the boss and be the mentor mm. and be the father all at the same time. Yeah. Sometimes it can, sometimes it can be a challenge, you know, and I'm sure, I'm sure that. And, uh, I, I shared a small stint working with my father. Um, I, I retired from the automotive industry. Uh, I'll say retired. I got out. Um, 
and and dad was doing what a lot of folks who move here do he pre-tired uh left his career and he said hey son i'm gonna buy a lawn business do you want to help and so we lived in southwest florida and so it was nice and cool right all year long ha and um i'm like sure dad let's do it and we worked together for about a year and a half and it's funny because everybody thought this is not going to work well this is not going to turn out well and and it it enhanced our relationship tremendously um I, i know that i gained a new respect for my father through working with him um and and i think it allowed us to well work through some of my daddy issues i guess we'll just call it what it is um and and so you know there's a lot of positives that can come from that but i also know at the same time um his his expectation for me was a little different than than some of the other guys that were on the crew and uh but i'm grateful for that yeah i would agree it's always working family i worked with my my brothers uh when i was in the early in my career when i was in the lawn and in irrigation business my brother worked with me and and my other brother, I, I had, there was four boys in our family and I, I had another brother that worked with us some too. And, uh, it, you kind of, it's, it's really, you, you have to be really careful because you could expect more of your family yeah. than you can of the, the, you know, just an employee and, uh, yeah. and it can, it can, it can be a challenge. It, it can, it, can. Challenge. it yeah. can. And, and I think, I think most will look back in hindsight and, and really see the true blessing that comes from it. It's hard to see when you're in it, right? Yep. Uh, but I'm sure just as your your dad looks back on where you're at in your career and, and with the insurance agency, that I'm, I am without a doubt sure that your, your dad is over the moon proud with uh, what you have done, you and your boys. So uh, I, I know we haven't really talked much about insurance, but... No. We, we have talked a little bit about Chris Knight and, and his family and their business. When we come back, we're going to talk about, well, that insurance in the process of new home ownership, what you need to know, what you need to protect, and how you need to do it right here on Around the House. News Talk 987 WOKI. Good morning, good morning, and welcome back to Around the House. I'm Scott Brokamp with his security technology, and I have in studio this morning Mr. Chris Knight from William Knight Insurance Agency. Uh, William Knight was Chris's dad, so if you were listening in the first segment, uh, Chris shared with us a little bit about the story of his dad and, and the agency. If you need to get in touch with, well, in my opinion, one of the best insurance companies in town, you can go to WKIA.com, WKIA.com, or you can give them a call at 865-670-2990. Chris, you know, we were talking in the first segment with our our, uh, super sleuths from the title company. We were talking about backwards insurance, and I thought it was a great term, especially right here in East Tennessee. Um, and so we're going to, you're going to talk to us about, well, forward insurance. Uh, what is homeowners insurance and, and kind of, what is it? What does it do? How does it work? And why is it important in a real estate transaction? Well, 
you know, uh, we'll, I'll talk about the last first. It's it's important in that real estate transaction because the asset that the the mortgage company is using to protect their loan is that home, mm. and that's the collateral. That's what that's what allows them to loan you money, and they want to make sure that's that collateral is safe. And that the way that's done is through through homeowners insurance, or or if it was an automobile, it'd be a car insurance policy. But we're going to talk about homeowners insurance today. So the collateral for their loan is your home, and they want that protected. So they are always going to require you to have homeowner's insurance when uh, you borrow money to purchase a home. But homeowner's insurance is really simple and really complicated at the same time. (laughs) I tell people, you know, insurance is nothing but risk transfer. There's an exposure. There's a risk out there, and I can't afford to take that risk. So the way I... I deal with that is, as I transfer that to someone else and that other person is the insurance company and they charge you some money to do that. And that's mm-hmm. just the way it is. It's just simple risk transfer. So, so that's insurance in a nutshell, but homeowners insurance itself is, is got a lot of, lot of bits and pieces and, and different things in it. And the first thing it is, is it's going to protect that home. It's going to protect it from certain losses, not all losses, uh, uh, but it's going to make it so that if you if you lose that home or if there's damage to that home, it's going to help you get back whole. Uh, hmm. You know, we say insurance is d- designed to make you whole. In other words, put you back to where you were before whatever happened uh, happened. Hmm. Yeah, and that's you know, and again, I mean, you're that's the the asset, right? That's that's the that's the piece of collateral and. Whoever that lender is, is well. They're expecting it to stay in a position to uh, be able to recapture their their expense in in the in the case that something does happen. Um, so, I mean, we can go nine million directions here. So, I, I tell me, what are some of the the biggest pitfalls that you see when you deal with homeowners when uh, with their homeowner's insurance, some of the misconceptions about what it covers, what it doesn't cover. Obviously it's different depending on whatever state you may live in. Um, so the, the, uh, the, the, probably the first thing we always run into when we're, when someone's talking to us, if we're talking to them about insuring their home is, is how much to insure that home for. Well, I'm only paying $375,000 for this house and that's all I want to insure it for. But we always, always at every homeowner's policy we issue, we run a cost estimator. And it's a complicated software program, and every insurance company has their own, and it determines what it's going to cost to replace your home. Mm. Now, we've gone through times where people buy homes, and, and we're, we're kind of in one of those right now. Uh, you may buy a home for 400000 but it may cost 450 to replace it. Mm-hmm. And they're going, why do I have to insure my home for 450000 well, I only paid four hundred for it, right? And it's because we're insuring for what it costs to replace your home, not what you paid for it. And uh, that's one of the biggest things we always run into is insurer to value. And right now, one of the things that's going on in the industry is is we're seeing we've had massive home inflation over the last several years, and all the insurance companies are catching up, trying to catch mm-hmm. up, trying to get the coverage A. We call that coverage A, uh, the the amount that the home is insured for trying to get that back up to where it needs to be Mm. so that if there is a total loss, that house does burn to the ground, that the money is there 
to replace it. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because, you know, obviously the payment you're making is based upon that value. And if, quite frankly, if you're underinsured, if something catastrophic happens, then, well, quite frankly, you're you're going to be at a position that you're underinsured. So when it comes to rebuild or whatever you need to do, um, well, it's probably going to require significant out of out of pocket expense because you were underinsured. So, so let's talk about in that as we look at that total package. What about what about my assets inside the home? Well, that's all party uh, part of your homeowner's insurance. You have these different coverages. Coverage A is your home. Coverage uh, B is other structures. So that's going to be. A fence it could be an outbuilding, a shed, a detached garage. Coverage C is going to be your contents. Usually, all of those other coverages B and C are uh, are a percentage of A. So, uh, some some carriers you can adjust that, uh, and some carriers it's just fixed. But you know you'll see a lot of times where. Uh, if you have 400,000 coverage on your home, you may have 200,000 for contents. And, and that's how you protect your furniture, your clothing, your, your TVs, your stereos, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now there are some, some limits within that policy on certain items. For instance, jewelry will have a specific limit, uh, Mm -hmm. firearms, money, uh, bullion, those type of items will have inside limits, smaller limits, so, like for instance, you may only have two thousand dollars worth of jewelry coverage. It's not. It's not uh, the amount. Although it's not that four hundred half of that four hundred thousand. It it may have only a two thousand dollar limit. So, so you may want to look at that situation that you're in. If you own if you own jewelry, if you own watches, if you own a lot of firearms, you may want to look at a rider or a, an endorsement. We'll call. And we'll talk about that later. Uh, that that can solve that that problem and, and protect those assets also. Yeah, uh, it's funny that most all those items you mentioned are the most popular that are stolen in burglaries. Yeah. Um, anyway, it, you know, I, I may know a little bit about that. So we hear this term all the time called mortgage protection insurance or MPI. Mm-hmm. What What is that and, and how does that work in correlation with you and what's the difference? Well, mortgage protection insurance, okay, so your your standard homeowner's insurance policy provides lots of coverages. It covers your home. It covers your personal liability. It covers, uh, you know, uh, all those those things that are in your home. Mortgage protection insurance is specifically designed to protect you in the event that something happens and you can't make your mortgage payment. Hmm. It's kind of like a life and disability policy, uh, but it's it's not. It, it doesn't have near the, the underwriting uh, on your, on your health and who you are when it comes to your life insurance. Uh, you know, you're not doing, having to do a medical exam and all that <laughs> stuff to get it. And, uh, what it's, what it does is, is it, it helps make your mortgage payment if you can't work or something happens to you. And, uh, that's, that's all it's designed to do. It's, it's not going to, to, uh, fix your home. If, it, if, if a hailstorm uh, ruins the roof on it, uh, it's just going to help you make those mortgage payments. It's kind of like uh, you can buy that for automobile insurance too. It's, mm. it, you know, uh, uh, there's a product out there that a lot of auto sh- dealerships will sell. We don't sell mortgage protection insurance. We sell homeowners insurance, and uh, I, I don't, I don't have a, 
a lot of knowledge about that product, just a little bit. Uh, I would I would steer if someone came to me and said, you know, I want to protect uh, myself in the event that I can't make my mortgage. Uh, I would I would talk to them about a disability product or a, or a life insurance policy mm. that would that would solve that problem. Gotcha. Yeah. So force forced insurance. So I know like if you're going to go buy a house and you're borrowing to get that house and you have not uh, got a policy to cover that house that the mortgage company is going to apply a forced insurance plan on that house. What, what's that look like and what is that and how is that different than if I've got my own policy? Well, you don't ever want to find yourself in a situation where you're having for, what we call forced place coverage. That's where the bank or the lender, if you do not keep your home insured, you're not going to ever get to close that home without having insurance. So, you know, and that's going to be a 12 month policy and you're going to have to pay for that up front and it's going to be in your closing cost. But after that 12 month policy, after that first policy runs out, if you don't renew your insurance policy, uh, for some reason, uh, uh, you fail to make your payment, uh, or, or you get canceled for some reason, uh, and the bank finds out because you have to show them and your insurance company and your insurance agent provide evidence that you have your home insured. If, if they don't get that proof of coverage that your home is insured, they're going to insure it for you. And when they do that, it's very expensive. They stick it on your house payment and all of a sudden you'll see your house payment go through the roof and, mm-hmm. uh, and you'll go, what's gone wrong. And, and it's because they put forced place coverage on it. And the other thing about that forced place coverage is it's not a homeowner's policy. It is only protecting the balance of that loan. So <laughs> if something was to happen and you had forced place coverage, and let's say you had $100,000 of equity in your house and that house burned to the ground, you're not getting any money out of that. They're going to get their loan taken care of. They're going to get the balance of your mortgage paid off, and you're going to be left with nothing. <laughs> and it's it's ex- very expensive. And, and it's, it's not a good situation to be in. Yeah. I, I actually, I had that happen to me once and it was clearly just a mix up in paperwork. The mortgage company did, they misplaced my renewal that was paid for out of the escrow that yep. they were holding. So they knew they paid it. I mean, they, and, and it was crazy, but yeah, I got a bill and it was like, my mortgage payment was up. Like, I mean, it was ridiculous ridiculous amount of money i mean i think it was almost 300 something dollars or three to four hundred dollars and i'm like what is this and and sure enough that's what happened and they had applied a uh forced policy onto our our loan um due to the mix-up and uh so luckily i was able to get it straightened out (laughs) very quickly we see that you know mortgages are bought and sold every day Mm -hmm. so you may start out with with a, a local lender uh, and then they may sell that mortgage to someone else and the, and the address changes or where you send evidence of insurance. And, and sometimes we're not told. And um, so then we get the, you know, we get the, we get the phone call. Uh, my bank uh, does not know that I have in, that they don't think I have insurance on my home. And I know I do. And I go, well, yes, surely you do. We, we know that you do. And, and we find out that the, the evidence, the proof went to a different location. So we're, we're always, not always, but every now and then we have to fix that problem. Yeah, well, you know, it happens, right? 
And that's why having an awesome local agent is so important because you can always get a hold of, uh, I can always get a hold of my folks over at William Knight Insurance. I'm sure all your clients can as well. 865-670-2990 or WKIA.com is the easiest way to get a hold of Chris and his team. We are going to be talking about what affects the price of that homeowner's insurance policy when we come back right here on Around the House. News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. Hope you're enjoying this beautiful morning. Hope you've been enjoying learning about, well, title insurance, now homeowner's insurance. We are making sure that your process of buying and closing on that home and the future of living in that home is going to be sound and secure with me this morning is Chris Knight from William Knight Insurance Agency. And uh, as we alluded to before the break, in, in the event that, well, something happens, uh, I can just tell you, I certainly love the fact that I can call my local agent right here. And, uh, well, they're always happy to help. I'm just going to tell you, they're always happy to help. Chris, let's let's talk about what are the things that affect the price of that policy? I mean, obviously the value uh, of whatever we're insuring is a part of it, but what else goes into the pricing structure of our homeowner's insurance policy? Yeah. And it varies a lot. And uh, I'll tell a story about a home I had insured down in West Knoxville and it was a, a, a street and all the houses were basically the same. And it was about a six or $700,000 house. And, a guy buys the house next door and he says, man, you need to call my agent. He's, he's great. He does a great <laughs> job for me. And, uh, so he has this new neighbor call me who's buying this home and, and I gave him a price and it was almost double his neighbors. Whew. And then we're talking about the same home, the same amount of coverage on the same street in the same city. Wow. You know, and it was almost double. And, uh, couldn't understand that he says well why is my neighbor so cheap and it's a it's a tough discussion and i really didn't want to have it with him one of the biggest things that affects your insurance is your credit hmm. and it's amazing how, how much that we don't like to call it credit the industry got us away from calling it credit but it is credit they call it insurance score so his insurance score wasn't as good so the big question is what affects your insurance score hmm. you know we all know that that, uh, of course, if your home is a more expensive home, it's going to cost more to insure it. Its location can impact that if you're on the coast, if you're in a wildfire area, if you're in Tornado Alley, if we'll, we'll call mm -hmm. it that away. And we're kind of becoming Tornado Alley now here in Tennessee. But your insurance score has a lot to do with that. Things you can do to protect your insurance score is have good credit. And the other thing is, is not have claims. You know, a lot of people want to use their homeowner's insurance as a maintenance for their home. Yeah. They don't want to replace their roof, even though it's 25 or 30 years old, it needs to be replaced. They're just holding on for that hailstorm. <laughs> and I know a roof is an expensive, expensive product piece of the house. Uh, but small claims really can mm. work you over when it comes to your insurance. A couple small claims is 
is a lot worse than having one large claim when mm-hmm. it comes to insurance. Well, it, you know, we all hear stories that, you know, my insurance company canceled me because I had too many claims or I had two claims in, in less than a year or whatever it is. And, um, you know, I mean, and I know you have to deal with those questions and I know a lot of them, you know, you, you're underwriting for, uh, the, the best solution for your clients, but I'm just going to tell you that that can be disheartening knowing that it's like, okay, I'm, I'm paying for this service or, or this, this is the reason I have it in the, in the event, something happens. Um, but you're right. It needs to be something kind of catastrophic, something major, you know, a tree falls on the house or something major and not a maintenance tool. Weather claims don't affect you nearly as bad as a maintenance claim. Maintenance claims are something like half your house got flooded because you had a 15 year old water hose going to your, your, your washing machine. Mm. That's a maintenance top claim. And, uh, you know, or an older outdated electrical system that needed some upgrades, you know, uh, those things should be taken care of in your home. You should do everything possible to keep your home in as good a condition as possible. Uh, we see probably more claims come from ice makers and, and, uh, water claims are the worst claims mm-hmm. and they come from ice makers and they, they come from that, 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 that hose going to your washing machine. And I, I tell people replace that thing. It's, it's, it's $30. Go to, go to home Depot, go to Lowe's, go to your local plumber and, and have the, and get a new hose and replace that thing. Because we see a lot of claims come from that. You know, as time has gone on, we see that we see less, less claims coming from the ice makers. They used to have a little plastic tube that went to them. Now they've, they've, they've kind of upgraded that system and we're not seeing as much as that, but water claims are really bad. Uh, carriers don't like water claims and, uh, they, you know, they cause a problem. We had a big water claim this spring where, where somebody had left the garden hose, uh, on in the winter and, and it caused that pipe to freeze inside the wall. (laughs) And, uh, he, he got the hose out. He was doing something with it. And while the, while he was running water through his garden hose, it was all pouring out inside that wall. So oh, be sure wow. to always disconnect your garden hoses in the, in the fall, uh, hmm. uh, when you're, when you're not using them because that pipe will freeze inside the wall if you keep a hose hooked up. So those type of claims are bad. Uh, but you know, other things that affect your insurance premium, uh, a lot is the location. That's a, that's a big thing. And, uh, the age of your home, uh, older homes are just more expensive to insure. They mm-hmm. have, they have more claims and, yeah. and, uh, well, more to go more to, you know, more to happen. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, you know, when you think about an older home in particular, you, you know, I, I mean, there is just going to be more involved when something happens just because of the age of the home. That's yeah. correct. There, there, not only is the, is the, the, the systems that have over time that, that are used to construct homes have changed tremendously. You know, you know, I'm involved with the home builder association. So I, I stay in it up to speed on, 
on all that stuff and what's going on in new home construction. And of course, Scott, you're involved in it and you're in new homes every day. Mm. Uh, and you just see how things change over time and the floorings and the subfloors and the plumbing and the, you know, we went from galvanized pipe to copper pipe and now everything is, is pecs. Is pecs and, yeah. you know, it looks like pecs is going to be a pretty good product. I, I kind of, all these new products come out and I just cringe because you know, I've, I've been around long enough, and, of course, my agency's been around long enough that we see these products come along that look like they're going to solve every building problem there is, and and it's not until 10 or 15 years later that mm. we realize that that was a bad product. You, you know, since you, you mentioned that, I, I'm, I'm going to ask, right? So we had the, um, I forget what the product was even called, but the, the fiberboard siding yep. that we had, there was just the whole huge lawsuits yep. and everything like that. So... In the event that my home builder uses a the new state of the art product, and ten years later we find out it's not what it was cracked up to be, how does how does that work with my homeowner's insurance company, or does it? It does work. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, you know, uh, you know when that was synthetic stucco, we called it synthetic stucco, and it was or EFIS, mm. and that was a, that was an acronym for yeah. exterior insulation finishing a system. And it's where they actually stuck styrofoam on the outside of your house and then put a coating over it. And the only problem was, 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 and that was long before we had house wrap and Tyvek and all that stuff or, or all this new green board that they're building houses mm-hmm. out of now. And they just had OSB with styrofoam glued to it and it get a little crack in it and that water get in that styrofoam. And if everybody's, anybody's ever been around styrofoam after a while, it absorbs water. And then the house has just started rotten from the inside out. But the insurance companies paid those claims. Hmm. So, you know, if something comes along down the road and, and, you know, 10 years later, it becomes a, a, a problem, you know, your insurance carriers are going to, going to cover that, uh, depending on, on what it is. Now, over time, these insurance companies come up with exclusions and, and, and now, uh, there's, there's not necessarily an, a, an exclusion for synthetic stucco, but a lot of carriers will not write homes that, hmm. that use synthetic stucco. So right. that's where you run into a problem. They'll, They'll cover that claim usually, uh, unless there's an unless there's an exclusion out there for that loss, uh, but they may get to a point to where they don't want to insure that type home. So synthetic stucco homes are a little harder to insure, right. you know, than than just a regular home with a brick or or vinyl or or wood or fiber cement siding. Right. Well, and you know, you mentioned that your involvement with the Home Builders Association, and uh, to say that you you're a uh, involved is kind of an understatement. You are, you are very much, uh, heavily involved. And, and I know that you stay up to date with a lot of the regulation. Um, and I believe you, are you still on our governmental affairs team? I I do. I sit on the membership committee and the governmental affairs committee. And I really like that governmental affairs. It just, it just keeps me up to speed on how much is going on out there legislatively to make our homes more expensive through taxation and through, through codes, uh, you know, whether it be requiring sprinkler systems in homes or, uh, adequate facilities, taxes. Mm. And, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of government that needs money. And, (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) that's one of the ways I get it. 
Well, you know, yeah. I mean, that's, I guess that's, <laughs> that's what, another topic, that's right? That's what taxes are for, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a great time to take a break. <laughs> uh, well, when we come back, we are going to talk uh, more about your homeowner insurance policy. And why does it seem like the price goes up every year? There's, I'm sure, a very good reason for that. And we're going to learn about that when we come back right here on Around the House on News Talk WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. I'm Scott Brokamp, your host of Around the House, owner and founder of His Security and Technology, and my business partner, Mr. Doug Fraker, who is, well, officially on vacation this week. And uh, Doug, if you're listening, enjoy some time away, buddy. You deserve it. Um, enjoy, enjoy the family time. So uh, one of the things that's not going to go up, and that is your cost of listening to this show, but what may go up most likely every year is your insurance policy. Mr. Chris Knight from William Knight Insurance is in the house, and he's going to tell us why that is. Well, it almost always goes up, and people don't understand that. Uh, we may be able to move you to a different carrier because we're an independent agency, so we have about 35 insurance companies we represent that we can write homeowners with. And we might move you from one carrier to another and save you some money. But at the end of the day, everybody's going up and they're always going up. Mm. And it's really simple. It's just one big reason why. And that's inflation. Mm. Everything costs more today than it did yesterday. Sure. Everything costs more this year than it did last. We're looking at, you know, as we've gone through this cycle of huge, huge increases in the values of your homes. And we're tasked with making sure that we have your home insured properly. That keeps us out of court. Yeah. To be honest. And, uh, but it, but it, it protects you and that's what we're here to do. So as your home goes up in value, as it costs more to replace your home, as lumber cycles up and down, as new systems come into play, uh, you know, uh, we have to adjust our coverages to, to take care of those things. So not only is it going up on the home side, but it's going up on the cost side to run businesses. You know, mm -hmm. insurance companies, we hate to say it, but they're out there to make money. And, you know, their their inflation goes up too. The cost of employees go up. Everything is always going up. That's just mm -hmm. that's just the way it is. And I would rather have things going up than going down, let me tell you. Well, uh, I'll agree with that. You know, it, it, you know I, I like inflation to be a little lower than it's been, but uh, – as we see higher times of inflation, like we're, we're going through right now, we're seeing homeowners renewals coming in a lot higher. Uh, I had a carrier in my office yesterday that shared some news about, about 15 insurance companies that are the big ones around town. And we saw rate increases or the, you know, all, all insurance rates are filed with the state of Tennessee. So that's public knowledge if you know how to get to it. And, uh, those rates, and we're seeing rates in increases anywhere from 15 to 40% with an average in the twenties wow. right now. And so, and that's been going on all year and it will probably continue. We're starting to see things get, get a little bit better, uh, inflation slowing down and the insurance carriers, part of what they were doing was just catching up in, mm. in the value of your home. You know, if they have to increase your home 10%, you can expect your insurance premium to go up, uh, to affect 
that to affect the premium on your insurance. When when your coverage goes up, you're buying you're, you're buying more insurance, and that that's going to go up. But it's really I, I, I'm on I'm in an agency peer group, and we're agents all over the country, and uh, my good friends in Florida have seen a hundred and two hundred percent increases in their premiums for the last several years, you know, and 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 I, I feel so so bad for for my agent friend down there that says she has to pick up the phone and deliver the bad news that their homeowner's premium doubled. And I just cannot imagine having hmm. to do that on a day in day out basis. And it's really tough on your staff, but inflation is a big thing. And, and claims claims will make your insurance premium go up. Mm-hmm. Don't. And that's just the way it is. And, uh, so, you know, I, I'll have customers call me and they'll, they'll say, well, this has happened. What should I do? Right. And I say, well, you know, and it's, you know, I, I, I try to try to coach them and I try to advise them, but you know, at the end of the day, it's their decision. But mm-hmm. you know, when you have a, a thousand dollar deductible and you turn in a $1,500 claim and you're only going to get $500 out of it, right? It's that's not, that's not good. A good wise decision to make. Mm-hmm. I know you bought insurance and I know it makes you mad when you, when you use it. Uh, and then that you get penalized for using it because, you know, I paid all these premium for all these years. I've heard those conversations and, and now I've had a claim and you're going to raise my rates. Well, I'm not raising your rates. The insurance companies are. Right. And uh, we just sometimes have to be the messenger there that, that shares the bad bad news. But but uh, claims and inflation are the biggest driving mm-hmm. factors. Yeah. And uh, carriers have a lot of discounts to help, help solve those problems. Full pay discounts are great. Uh, paying your premium on time, if you're notoriously late, it will – will affect your insurance premium down the road. So what other what are options are available as far as helping to um, get some discounts on that policy? Well, the biggest thing right now, and, and you hear it all the time when, you're, when, you, when you see commercials, is bundling. Mm-hmm. It is best, if you can, to bundle your home and your auto and your if you have an umbrella policy, which I advise most people to have an umbrella policy, which basically just gives you more liability coverage than your homeowner's policy did. Uh, bundling that insurance is a big thing uh, to to d- reduce your cost. Full pay discounts, uh, if you can afford to do that, are, are, are good options. Uh, but but the biggest factor is, uh, is bundling. Uh, there are other things, like if you have an alarm system, that can save you some money. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Discount for having that alarm system monitored. And, uh, uh, if you have a home sprinkler system, it can, it can save you some, there's some discounts for that. Uh, different, there's different products, different things out there that can, can discount an automatic generator, a generator that automatically kicks on. I was talking to, to one of the agents in my office today and she said, one of our carriers has a new, came out with a new discount for automatic generator. So those are, those are some of the things that can help discount, uh, your home premium. There's, and, and, and that changes, you know, I mean, all the time, right. As, uh, I know when we went to all these tankless water heaters that, you know, being water claims are the biggest and most expensive claims that a lot of these, uh, companies were giving additional discounts. If you had water monitoring and automatic water shutoffs, um, tons of different things that are available, and well, quite frankly, it's what I love about my insurance company, William Knight Insurance, is that 
I can go walk in the front door, sit down, have a meeting, go to lunch, whatever it is. I can sit down face to face and have that conversation because man, I just don't want to have a 1-800 phone call to have that conversation. That is not how I want to do that. So if you need an awesome local insurance company, William Knight insurance, WKIA.com is the easiest way to reach them from their website or give them a call at 865-670-2990. If you missed part of today's show and want to listen again, there's a link to the replays on my website. Just go to hissecurity.com and click on the ATH radio tab to find the recordings of all shows. Or you can go to where you find your favorite podcast and just search Around the House with Scott Brokamp. I want to thank my guests for being on the program today, Jeannie Davis and Joni Wilson. Um, uh, Jeannie is with Independence Title. Joni is with Con- uh, Conveyance Title. And then Chris Knight from William Knight Insurance Agency. Have a topic or guest you'd love to hear on the show? Send an email with your suggestions and comments to thehouseathissecurity.com. Around the House is produced by News Talk 98.7 with guest coordination services from B Media Savvy. We'll be back next week to wrap up our month-long look at the home buying process. We'll be talking about moving in and personalizing your new home. Until then, I hope you have some quality time around the house today. And remember, celebrate your father on Father's Day tomorrow.